Good evening, and welcome to the show. The show is Little Steps to Big Success, and uh, tonight's episode is There's a Reason. It's called a New Year Resolution, a New Year Resolution. You know, we tend to ignore our dreams, and there are a number of reasons for that, but one of the biggest ones is because they just seem too big. And we have, we have other things that require our attention in the moment. So we keep putting off the dreams. We keep putting them off. And that just you know, ends up making them seem more and more out of reach every time we revisit them. Let me ask you this. Have you ever asked yourself, how does life manage to keep getting in the way? You know, what, what does my current life know that my dream life apparently doesn't know? Because my current life always finds a way to get my attention, right? And my dreams just don't. And the, and the answer to that is size really does matter. Sorry, guys. <laughs> In this context, size matters. See, the thing is, is that our lives, our everyday, work-a-day lives, have, have this tricky little strategy that our dreams just don't know how to master. Our, our everyday life knows how to downsize itself. Our everyday tasks know how to downsize themselves, right? Our dreams, on the other hand, love to be big and shiny and proud. But every day, our tasks know how to present themselves as doable. For instance, we can, we can often look at a to-do list, right? And, and we'll think, as we look at the list, how, how am I ever going to get this done? But that's the very cunning of a to-do list, right? It may be a whole month worth of chores and tasks and errands, but it automatically just by its nature, presents itself as a checklist. It's, it just presents as a checklist of individual things to get done. Whereas our dreams show up as a giant one-off package, so we are easily overwhelmed, and we tend to dismiss them and go back to that safe, convenient, satisfying checklist. Now, a few years ago, as many of you by now know, one of the adversities I overcame was, was, was a, I was very, very overweight. I lost over 100 pounds, but it took me more than that one year to do it. It was a resolution. I set it as a resolution. I did, went through the January 1st hoops, everything. But it did take me more than that one year to do it. Now, I'm sure many of you say, well, you're sure 100 pounds, that would take more than a year, right? Uh, but, you know, Blake, I'm just trying to shed 10 or 15 stubborn pounds. That shouldn't take a year, and yet, you know, it's failed me in the past. Well, here's something you want to realize. This is kind of stepping back to my personal trainer days. That first 10 pounds takes more time than you might think. It took me most of that first year. It actually took me three months just to see the scale even move. And to qualify that, that is because I went very gradually... I developed new habits along the way, new sustainable habits, and to do that, you do have to go, you know, a little slowly. You don't, you don't want to procrastinate, put it off, whatever, but you move steadily. Plus, admittedly, I fell off course many times in those first months. I did get back up. I did pick up where I left off, but, you know, I, I did fall off the rails. <laughs> I, I actually still remember going to the gym at... I think it was around 1 in the morning. 
Uh, I, was, I was going to a 24-hour gym. I remember going there and, and uh, crying on the treadmill. I was on the treadmill sobbing because I had gotten so upset about something earlier in the day that I just I got over-emotional and I scarfed down about 3,000 calories worth of greasy junk food. Just emotional eating. It. I can't remember. It's like revenge eating or something. I don't know what I was upset about. I just remember doing it, feeling very sick. And then after I'd eaten it, I got even more upset my, with myself for breaking like that and, and, and ruining everything. And, oh, it was, it was, I was a mess. So I drove to the 24-hour gym, and I just, I just got on the treadmill. I'm sitting there walking. I was just walking. I was kind of like plodding on the treadmill, bawling my eyes out. There's some poor dude knocking out some serious reps in the free weight zone just, just beside me. And he was doing everything in his power not to look at me. <laughs> I felt so bad for him. He's just over there going, oh, just don't look at the guy. Just, just, you know. <laughs> I was just sitting there crying. I was so upset. There were a lot of false starts. That was one of the really bad ones, obviously. But there were lots like that. There were little speed bumps and stuff. So my first 10 to 15 pounds took me probably about half the time, or at least half of that first year anyway. Um, I started my weight loss journey in late March, which was after restarting my original New Year's resolution from January. Yeah, I blew it. I, I had the January start and the, and the fell on my face. And so it was late March, and I said, damn it, I'm going to see this through. And I got up, and I did it. So that was, I really got, you know, on it uh, late March. And then it was around Halloween that I realized that I was on track. And I knew that I, I was on track because I turned down some candy. Someone offered me Halloween candy, and I turned it down because I realized that I was now finally making a difference in my life, and I didn't want to let myself get off track again. It wasn't, wasn't worth it. That candy wasn't worth it to me at that point. So that's the moment at which I accepted it as a permanent, ongoing part of my life, something that I would do in some capacity uh, every single day. That's when I created that sustainability. And that really didn't happen until seven or eight months after I had gotten started, end of March, end of October, so seven or eight months in there. At that point, you know, then I picked up momentum, and around 15 months from the day that I had made my resolution, so from the, the start, from January 1st, about 15, 15 months after that, that I remember I went to the beach, so it would have been the following July or August, I went to the beach with my granddaughter, uh, the beach, Professor's Lake. Uh, anyway, and I took off my shirt for the first time in nearly three years. I'm not kidding. I, I slept in a poncho, you know. I, I did it. I took it off. I felt very self-conscious, you know, for this. It had been so long since I'd ever, you know, bared my shoulders. And I took my shirt off, and I just sat down. I didn't make a big deal out of it. I just sat. And one of the mums that I was there with, we were having like a little play date at the Professor's Lake, and one of the mums looked at me, and she said, well, you're the hottest grandfather that I've ever met. <laughs> and I, I cried. I did. I cried again. I cry a lot. Uh, it's just that for the past several years, most of my tears have, have been tears of joy. I'm actually getting a little, I'm getting a little verklempt right now, actually, just thinking about, you know, I'm going back and reliving that. And uh, there were some really amazing moments. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I really... I look back and I think it would have been a shame if I hadn't, you know, done what I did. And so that's what I hope for, for all of you, is that you can have that, that you can experience that same joy. Whatever your goal is, not just a weight loss goal, any goal, anything you have, I just, I, I wish that for you. I really do. I know that sounds kind of corny, but 
like right now I'm just, oh, I'm not sure I could go on here because I'm just, I really hit me, really got caught up with it here. And I would just, uh, I just, I'm kind of filled with joy thinking about you experiencing what I am right now, to be able to look back and go, wow, I kicked ass, I did it. And yeah, so <clears throat> anyway, I will press on because I got some really cool stuff to share with you today that is going to help you do that, to have this experience that, that, that I just shared uh, with you that I had. So here, here's what I want to invite you to do, okay? Um, right now, do it right now, and go back and watch the recording and do this a little bit more at your own time too if you want. But right now, just join me for a quick kind of once-over to get a feel of how, how it feels to do this. This is what I did. This is literally what I did. And, and I will tell you, back then when it happened, I didn't know I was doing this. I didn't, you know, sit down and go, okay, follow the procedure. So I'm, I'm doing that little extra thing for you. you. You actually can fill in the blanks and kind of follow the system, as it were. Um, I just was kind of making it up as I went along. But this is literally what I did. So join me right now for this, okay? I want you to think of your best life, okay? Like picture yourself. Close your eyes if you want to. Picture yourself living your best life. Just visualize a few moments of it. Just do your best wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Um, if you're having trouble locking a specific set picture of your best life, because your best life might be a hundred great things on your bucket list or whatever. So to help you just kind of pin down one image, uh, look at the clock right now. What time is it? What time is it right now where you are? Now, what would you be doing at this time of day when you're living your best life? And picture that, okay? So that, that might help to lock in a picture for you. Look at the time. That's my perfect life now. It's my best life. What am I doing at this hour? Is it happy hour? Is it sunrise, sunset? Is, whatever it is. There's no wrong answer. Just think about that. Picture that. Have you got it? You know, don't worry too much about it right now. Just get something in there. Just, you know, sipping a drink and watching the sunset, whatever. Whatever it is. Something you don't have time for now that you got time for when you hit that ideal lifestyle. Think about that. Now lock that picture in your mind. Now, here it is. Here's your Ryan Reynolds write that down moment. I don't, I don't have the graphic here. It's on the, uh, it's on the show with Val. But this is your write that down moment. See that picture in your head? That is your resolution, right? Not, I got to lose a couple of pounds. Not, I'm going to join the gym. This is the, this is the year I'll sign up. This, those are steps. In fact, they're not even steps. They're starter steps. And people lock that in as their entire resolution. What's your resolution this year, Bob? Going to join a gym. That is a micro step, not a resolution. Your resolution is that picture that's in your head. That's the goal you're aiming for. Resolutions should be big, hairy, audacious goals. So that's your resolution. That is what you should be working toward. Now, let's chunk it down. Think for a moment about one major step that you would have needed to do in order to reach that big goal. Okay? And I know a lot of you are saying, this isn't new, Blake. I've heard this before. Ah, wait for it. Wait for it. One major step you would have needed in order to reach that goal. So, for instance, for me to lose 100 pounds, I had to lose about 8.5 pounds per month. And believe me, I did the math. I did the math. At the time, I did it cynically. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I lose 8.5 pounds. Oh, how am I going to do this? Right? Okay. So picture one of your major steps. Just think of that. Based on the example I gave you, think of that. You got that picture of your ideal life. Now just think of one major thing. There might be lots. Just pick one. One major thing that you had to do in order for that to have happened. Okay, have you got that? Okay. And if you don't, like I said, come back and watch the recording and, 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 and figure it out. 
you got lots of time. You can write this down. Yeah, you can catch the recording. Don't worry. It's up, up forever. Now, if you've got that in your head, think for a moment about one manageable task. Ah, now we're at the checklist. Now we're at the to-do list. Right? I always say put dreaming on your to-do list. This is how you do it. Think about one manageable task that you would have needed to do in order to reach that bigger step. So again, as an example, to lose those eight and a half pounds per month, right? To lose a hundred pounds for the year, I needed eight and a half pounds per month. To do that, I had to generate a caloric deficit of around 700 kcal each day, right? So about 700 calories a day had to be my my deficit, right? And if any of you right now are going, yeah, but caloric deficit isn't actually, please move on. Caloric deficit is how you lose weight, period, end of story, the earth's round, go away. So, sorry, don't mean to be rude, but there's nothing here for you if you're sitting there saying that, okay? Caloric deficit is how you lose weight. Lots of great ways to reach caloric deficit, absolutely, pick your favorite, but that's how you lose weight. So I had to generate a caloric deficit of about 700 kcal each day. So that was the moment that I went, actually, that's not very difficult to do. It was especially easy for me because I enjoyed eating Whoppers. Uh, cut the one Whopper out, there, there's your 700 reduction. Now it's pretty easy to create the actual deficit. <laughs> so, And once I factored in daily physical activity, that 700 a day was nothing. In fact, I far exceeded it. So. I accelerated my results. So here's the kicker of it. Again, you're saying, okay, yeah, chunking it down, that's not new. Reverse engineering, that's not new. But here's the thing I want you to see that you might not have derived in the past from that chunking down thing. You can now see why resolutions are built to fail. Because most people name a single task as an entire resolution. Like we talked about Bob at the beginning, is that's a that's a micro step you're naming, right? But now you see how. Now you see the mindset. Because what's happening is they don't set a goal to complete by the end of the year. They assign a step to commence at the start of the year. But they forget or neglect to assign an outcome to the step. That's into the realm of knowing why, right? Knowing your why. But more and more people are realizing you know, it's not all about always knowing why. Even Simon Sinek himself has taken a step back and said, you, know, you don't have to know your why every time. It's just about understanding purpose and intention. right? So, so it's a little bit more precise than just knowing why you're doing it. It's that you are actually assigning an outcome and then building the steps. So you're still taking step one today, but you don't start with step one and blindly push forward. You assign an outcome to the steps that are going to follow. So a lot of people don't do that. They write the first paragraph of one chapter of their transformation story. That's a story that's never going to be written. It's definitely never going to be published if you follow the, the metaphor. And staying with the publishing metaphor, we all need to Agatha Christie our resolutions. We need to give our resolutions the Agatha Christie treatment. Start with the ending, right? Start with who done it, right? And work our way back to the very first clue. I don't know if you know, but that's how Agatha Christie wrote her books. She started with the killer and worked all the way back to the first clue. That's what we have to do. We have to start with the outcome and work our way all the way back to step one. That's how Agatha Christie wrote a, a, a her who done it and that's how you can can create 
uh, you done it. That's really corny. But anyway, that's how you do it. One step at a time. So sometimes those steps have to start backwards and then work forward. So it's a combination of chunking down, reverse engineering. It's a combination of all of it. But the most important factor is, remember, your resolution is not a step. Your resolution isn't a goal. Your resolution is the outcome. The, you have to make your, your outcome the resolution and then figure out the steps. It's subtle but profound difference. Now, I want to tell you about a couple of really exciting things. Uh, firstly, one week from today, exactly one week from today, seriously, next Monday the 29th, I will be hosting a seven-day resolution challenge called Little Steps to Big New Year Success. Man, those hot original titles are just pouring out of me, aren't they? <laughs> Get used to it. That's how I'm doing everything from now on. Little steps to big success is what's about. I'm just going to insert the qualifier. Little steps to big this success, big that success. Then you'll know it's me, right? Then you'll know, hey, that's a Blake program. Let's jump on that. Or you'll know to avoid it if you don't like me. That's fine. It's all about recognition. Anyway, this event is going to incorporate a lot of what we've been talking about here today. So when you sign up for this challenge, you're going to get a hands-on guide for making this process really work for you. Right? It's going to help you to nail those big audacious goals. So it's very simple. If you're interested in taking part in this absolutely free challenge, yes, it is free, simply click the link in the comments to register right now. I'm just going to drop the link in there and click on it. Boom. It'll take you through the whole thing. Now, registration closes in six days, so sign up right away. That is not a scarcity tactic because you know I don't do those. That is a reality. we got to get this done. If we don't start while it's still November, then I'm contradicting my greatest doctrine, and that is if you believe in your goals, you will do them right away. You won't wait. You won't put them off. So we got to get this started right away. So you've got a good month to get through the challenge, get yourself sorted, and get on track for, for the way to, you know, for, for it to really get going. All right? So six days. you got six days. Sign up. Just click it now and do it. It's free. It's free. Secondly, I still have seats left in the Little Steps to Big Success Pathway Program. Now, remember, if you're not familiar with this, or if you are, I'll remind you, this is an $8 membership. Eight bucks. And for your eight bucks, that includes weekly coaching, along with regular tips, hacks, and tricks, all in our private Facebook group. And it's all about Little Steps to Big Success, especially success for those of you who are looking to quit your J-O-B, get out of the rat race, stop leaving your life to chance. COVID taught us it's, it's, we're not safe. It's, it's ridiculous. Nothing's secure. Even that, that J-O-B that we hated but we stayed in because it was secure. Nope. So people are saying to hell with it. The great resignation is on. If you're one of those people, hey, I've been teaching that long before COVID. I've just been helping people do that long before it became a trend. Seriously, I will show you how to turn your side hustle into a full-time career. And that is one of the many things we cover, but we really focus a lot on it in that $8 membership, the Little Steps to Big Success Pathway Program. The link is in the comments as well, right next to the other link. Click on it to get all the details. While you're checking out that info, you can also sign up for a free Q&A 
uh, webinar to get even more information. And again, that's an info webinar. It's a Q&A. It's not a presentation, a PowerPoint, an, uh, a selling thing. It's, no, it's a Q&A. You get to ask the questions. I answer the questions as simple as that. Click the link, and I will see you there. Lots of exciting stuff coming up as we start to wrap up this year. And get ready for 2022. It's going to be our year. It has to be. It has to be. It's going to happen. So let's do it. In the meantime, keep living your best life. Keep growing a little more every day. And of course, keep constantly taking little steps to big success. And I will see you next time. Bye.